2: Hi, everybody, Russ from hammers 11 I hope you're all safe and well. If you channel, please consider subscribing, hitting that bell notification so you're made aware of any time putting new content on. Uh, Sometimes we have, obviously, one video going up a day, but sometimes I'm in a good mood, you know, if you beat beat Chelsea or or things like that, you know. you Know so make sure you take advantage of that while I'm in a good mood and make sure you hit that bell notification so you don't miss any, um, any, any, any interviews, any memories. Cause everyone's a belter, including today's guest. Um, you'll recognize him if you obviously follow the Hammer's chat forums and, and the channels. You know, particularly Mike on Mondays, which I particularly like at the moment, being the only person on YouTube on a Monday called Mike talking about <laughs> it's my Monero. Hi, Mike, how are you, man?
1: Uh, Mate, yeah, nothing else if not niche.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I always say you have to find a niche and you've crafted it yourself, which is brilliant. How are you? Um, How's things? Oh, good, mate. Uh,
1: Good. Yeah, yeah. We're gradually coming out of this lockdown nonsense and West Ham won on Wednesday. I I appreciate this might be shown sometime after, but we're a couple of days after the uh, win over Chelsea, so... uh, Happy days,
2: yes. Everyone's happy days. Everyone's it was, uh, yeah. As, as we said before, we started. It was a shame. The only shame is it's one of those games which people, if there were 60,000 people there, would have been even more so. We'd have probably won four, five, two, to be perfectly honest. I think because I think the crowd would have pushed them on. Um, yeah. it would have been a different game, but uh, yeah. The first, the first one, I mean, two, a couple more, I think two more wins and be all right. I reckon that's what I think.
1: Uh, yeah, I think some Bournemouth are falling apart, oh, but that's uh, oh. about. About this season, because <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> redundant. A few months time, if someone catches up on this, won't like that's, that's, uh, that's
2: it? That's that's it, That's it. I mean, I, I remember saying when we played Southampton before it, I was like, "Great, we're at the bottom three. We're still at the bottom three And then people were like, "Why?" I said, "Well, I think we'll I think we'll be shut down soon." And I was surprised we came back, but doesn't matter. It's what it is, and uh, you know, as long as we we carry on, and as you said, we'll see what happens. And if we finish the season, brilliant. If we don't. As long as we at the bottom three, yeah. it's all, all, all I'm bothered about. Yeah. But anyway, we talk about other stuff on this channel. We don't, we, I leave all the topical stuff to you, not on Hammer's Chat, you know, all the recent <laughs> stuff. I go about nostalgia. No one, no one can criticise me about nostalgia. Um, and so the, the whole idea of this is always to find about memories and stuff about West Ham. So for you, Mike, why West Ham? Why is West Ham your club?
1: Right, you ready for a weird one? Love it. Because, because like, okay... So I come from, um, uh, from a very Anglo-Italian household, right? So, so hence the surname of Manera uh, yeah. on my dad's side. But uh, my dad wasn't around for long because he ran off to Brazil with another woman, right? <laughs> and, like, it wasn't just like he left. He went to the other side of the world. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, So there was me and my mum and her mum, my nan, who had a huge influence in my growing up. And, and right, I was an only child, and my mum's only child, but my nan... Uh, came from this generation. My name was really, like, uh, proper old. She was born in 1899. I come from a family of kids ridiculously young. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry, ridiculously old. It's the other way, isn't it? Yeah, old. Yeah. So my nan was born in 1899. She had this array of hundreds, sisters and brothers and whatever. And there were these women used to come round. So I was brought up in South East London, like Lewisham, New Cross area, proper Millwall Territory. Yeah. And, um, and there was just surrounded by old women. That's all I was, it was all it was me and a load of old women when I was growing up. And my Nan lived in this uh, terraced house in uh, South East London, proper, two up, two down, outside bog, weird bit in the garden where the Anderson shell used to be. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Proper, yeah, small yeah. The, uh, class people. And, um, and lovely, wonderful people. And she had this um, lady who lived on the same road, like 10 doors down, my Aunt Rose was uh, her sister was round, and Joe would always talk about this and that and the other, we'd come around drinking endless cups of tea, and one day she said the weirdest thing, she said, oh, I'm really excited about the cup final, and I was, I'll tell you how old I was, because I was uh, eight, right, and um, I was like, aware of football, I liked playing football, but I didn't really have a team, yeah. and I, and then, you couldn't watch TV, watch football on TV, but, mm-hmm. you know, there was a the Day and stuff, or the big match, but to watch a live game on TV was a real rarities, I'm sure you remember. And like I was like, well, wow, this is gonna be on the telly, I can watch this live. And she then came, then the next time I saw her, she said, I have walked the whole of South London, the whole of South London trying to find a rosette for you, so we can, you can wear it when the cup final's on. And uh, anyway, the cup final rolls around. I switched the telly on, i get my mum to switch it on, I had no interest in football at all. And on to this cup final. The only thing is, she hasn't told me what team, right? And it's, it's West Ham in those lovely claret and blue shirts against Fulham. It's 1975, people. And um, of course, I'm going to go for the colourful team. Yeah, of course. Eight, eight. And luckily for me, the team that won. And it uh, turned out it was the wrong one.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which set? All these people totally against me. Oh, I turn up and like, yeah, next week, yeah, we won. What do you mean? West Ham won. We were supporting Fulham. Uh, I wasn't. <laughs> and I've been a West Ham supporter ever since. And mm-hmm. it's been annoying everybody I've been around growing up in deepest, darkest Millwall territory in much the same way I did that day. And it stuck. It just really stuck. with me. right, that's my team. Yeah. That is my team. And weirdly, a couple of years later, I taught my mum into taking me to a football match, right? Got a really wrong My mum knew nothing about football. She hated football. By then, I was a proper full-on football fan, right? Mm. Um, ten, you know, fanatical love. Playing football, everything about football. Collected the stickers and the cards and everything. And, I, and she, she took me to the only place she knew she could take me, the local team. So my first ever football match was Millwall against Blackburn Rovers in the <laughs> old third division. And I remember standing there in driving rain and wind, surrounded by Oiki Millwall fans, and they are all Oiki. I mean, proper. <laughs> and they all started singing, "We hate West Ham and we hate West Ham," and that just cemented it because yeah. if they hate it, I want part of that thing. So, and that was, that was it really. It stuck with me. And this like weird upbringing, and I couldn't. I had no one to take me to football. That was that was one football match I went to like as a youth. And then, you know, I got to the point where I left home really, really. I left home at 16. Then I ended up living in Manchester for education and work and whatever. Mm. Um, I went to a load of away games before I ever went to Stockton Park. Yeah. In my mind, knowing nothing about North England, but like, oh, I'm in Manchester. I'm going to go and watch West Ham away, right? Yeah. Derby. That'll be nearby, by all north, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I, mean? I ended up going to the baseball ground in Derby, Bradford, Oldham, which, to be fair, was just up the road for oh, St. Valentine's P. Day, Massacre 6-0, Frottling. I was at that. That was before I'd ever been to Upton mm-hmm. Then I moved back to London, and I've been going ever since. Do you know what I mean? Upton Bar, obviously. There. And so, so that is my route into West Hamism. It's a weird way around. It's mm-hmm. just, it's a really odd one. There's no family connection. I'm not an East Londoner. I'm a South Londoner. It's it's do you know what I mean? It's just it is what it is. But yeah. uh, you will find no one with more clown blue blood than me, as I'm sure you're all aware. Well, yes. yourself and all the rest like of us West Ham fans, but you know, it's know. Uh, it's stuck and I'm I'm a fanatic of
2: West Ham fan have been ever since. Yeah, no, I love I love those stories. It is we interviewed um we interviewed for another fan called Nigel King. And and he 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 I was like, Why West Ham to him? And basically it was very similar to you. He turned on match of the day and his granddad went, Oh, what football team do you support? And he went, Oh, that one. And it was West Ham, you know, like proper <laughs> proper Andy from Little Britain. Oh that one. And um and uh, it was West Ham. And it was just and then that's it. And he's been a fan for like 50 years since. You know, it's crazy. <laughs>
1: I actually did, and I'd implore people to get out on the Hammer's Chat. You go go to the Hammer's Chat YouTube channel, you will find I did a video where I just interviewed a lot of people on the boats, you know, the piece where yeah. we were uh, going, and asked question, why do you sport West Ham? And I'll go into more depth of my story. And some of them were joyous. Just My favourite one was Jez Whetstone, Sean's dad. Right. Yeah. And that was because. He was a child. He was on holiday in Cornwall, and, that, and the squad were at a post-season break in the same place. Yeah. Were like what? I mean, yeah. That is why. That stuck. You I know. know I mean? you a of random reason to support West Ham. Because of across. that.
2: That's that's why Sean's a Sean's a fan.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And that's what you're it like. is. Yeah, mental. And, and you can hear him tell that story on my video. There was loads of great. I thought. It would all be. Oh, my I'm a dad's for them. Yeah. I'm meet son. No, there's loads of really random stories. Brilliant. It's
2: great fun. But it, but it doesn't matter where you come from and how you get there. Everyone ends up the same, you know. Everyone, it just gets into the fabric of your clothes, doesn't it? And and like you know, you think workwise, you know, you have oh, got a meeting. Oh, oh, West Ham playing at home. Oh, yeah, well, I'll do it there, and then I can go to the game. It's funny how it all just, just it's like osmosis, is not it? it? Just gets into your skin. I think now.
1: It does. It becomes part of your clothing, part of yeah. your and mate. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and we've been social distancing for years as as West Ham fans. We we don't <laughs> shake we don't shake hands. We just go, come on, and that's it. You don't need to shake hands. You don't need to hug, high five. Could be a, a random bloke in the street so you're in a West Ham yeah, shirt. Come and then that's it. And uh, and so you are well ahead of the curve. We always have been. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm not worried when we go back to London Stadium to be honest. Although I can't wait, and obviously probably you guys can't wait getting back on the boats eventually. And you know, oh, yeah,
1: absolutely, yeah, it'd be great fun. But I mean, you know, um, um but as I said to you earlier, I'm not watching the um the games with the with the t- TV on, but listening to the um watch along on the yeah. hands chat it's as close as I can get to being with those guys. who well, I quite often be at a game with anybody. Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Uh, and you make your own fun, as they say the old days. <laughs> yeah, Sounds slightly rude, but you know what I mean? It's, uh, it's it's you get by the best you can. Uh, at least yeah. draw them. mate. You can still find yeah, your
2: Yeah, I still... Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Clearly, the players need to know they're playing at London Stadium. Uh, you know, if the bubbles and the else didn't give it away, they, they had the music. I mean, we've, we've done some... We've tried to do some different things. So, like, we've we put together a different mix. So, it's not all the 1975... FA cup winning version um, we mix it in so you we put like the we recorded the fans singing the fortunes bit so it mixes in a bit so it's a, at least it sounds like there's fans there do you know what i mean and um yeah it is it's weird it is a bit weird but um but it's what it is isn't it and i think you know we, i think it might be the norm for a little while longer that's that's what i see Um well obviously definitely this year but I, this season but i think um, we'll see what happens i reckon they I, I don't know how they what they'll do they'll probably do some sort of ballot thing and start I mean, London Stadium is quite good for that sort of... Because it's quite a big bowl. You can it's social distance... Yeah, you can social distance people quite nicely, can't you? And so... <laughs> I would say
1: defence has been social distancing <laughs> yes. from the opposition all season. But... <laughs> I, I thank you. Yes,
2: indeed. Here all week. But that's the truth. Um, but yeah, it is what it is, isn't it? But um, no, it, it's... Yeah, it, it is weird. But um, as I said, you know, I, I get to get... And I get a car park space, which is literally neck like outside the stadium you know I, it's uh, i literally park right next to the, the, the where the stones are it's mental it's actually mental but uh needs must and i'm actually really really impressed by how they do it you know it's like i don't get you know i, I had visions of it taking forever to get through and being temperature checked and da, 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 but literally it's like a literally a five ten minute process and you're in one day i would i would like to i would like to i don't think i'll be able to i'd like to film it one day just so people knew it's obviously people don't know you know it's something the fans don't you know don't want to see see, but i don't think i'll be allowed to do that but it's very very simple um it is a bit weird having to you know have your temperature taken and uh fill in the health questionnaire each time you play go to football but hey it's what it is um now now obviously what we do we do this sort of hammers 11 thing so um Obviously, from God, from 75 onwards, you've got quite a nice spread of players to look at, to be honest. Um, and that's what we try and say. We try and say that the only parameter is you have to be alive to have seen them play. Um, meaning so that we get different, obviously, generationally, we get different people. So otherwise, it'd be quite boring if it was just your, your dream because everyone would be the same pretty <laughs> much. Um, and I think that's what Gonzo thought it was when I first came to him with the idea uh, but now he's now he, now he now he realizes it's a bit different which is great um so that's what we try and do you know and we try and give it to a 442 but i'm happy to but flick it around and you know I'm, I'm a little bit better at video editing than i was you know sort of pick it up on my go it's a bit easier now um but that's really it and it's your 11 so you can talk about whoever the bug you want to talk about might. to be honest um it's it doesn't have to be the best players be the worst players it could be we've had the sick note 11 we've had uh, what Brian did the other day too good to go down 11 that was a brilliant one that was fantastic honestly the, some of the players being relegated for West Ham is, is, is incredible when he went through them um, it is oh it's mental isn't it absolutely mental um, so, so for you Mike um, you're 11 you're 11 who would be between well, the sticks
1: well I'll tell you now I've gone with my favourite players, rather than really? the best players, yes. right? and also that I must have seen them play in perfect. a stadium rather than on Ooh, TV. Nice. Right, so Lovely. I've kept it to people I've I've obviously watched a lot of live football with West yeah. Ham. So and um, so, it's I've, I've stuck to that. Yeah, if that's okay. Lovely. And I've yeah, got with perfect. my favourites, some of whom are horribly predictable. Probably between the sticks, we'll start with. We've been blessed, though, with a lot of goalkeepers in the time. I yep. think it's a position we feel well. Mm. Um, I, I think our current goalkeeper could have easily made it on there. And we've had... Um, I've just had I've, I like Rob Green a lot when he was playing mm. for us. and um, But there was only one choice for me. It's funny, because when you ask me to do it, you instantly, you can't help, your head races through. And you're okay. oh, God, right, who am I going to put in there? Straight away, Ludette oh, so McCloscoe. I thought he
2: was going to say Neil Finn. Um, Ludo um, yeah, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> it
1: had to be Ludo just because he was just, he almost thought he could just stand in front of the goal and no one's going to yeah. score he was enormous but also a proper athlete and at a time when we didn't really have I thought star players i know, in the frame there it, yeah. it was like um, we, we, he was one Definitely, yeah. and um, when you, it's funny when you, it's funny because you mentioned about the thing about too good to go down. You could put a really good team together of quality players that got relegated really with West Ham, but if you think that Billy Bonds team that went down, that was when I was first. I had a season ticket. You remember? The, you used to go to get a North Bank season ticket for fifty quid. right wow. Like stand on the North Bank. You could, yeah. You know, it was like a book. I'd tear one out each time you went through, and. Um, and uh, that team that went down in that era with Billy Bonds in charge wasn't good enough to stay up, but my <laughs> God, they tried. I mean, yeah. that team would have crawled over broken glass for West Ham. And I, I really admired that about it. Later teams had the ability to stay up, but in my opinion, weren't putting the work in. Yeah. That team really worked. Do you know what yeah. I mean? They wanted it. Yeah, but yeah, they just, we lacked enough quality in enough position. We yeah. had... Quite in a couple of positions, but sadly not, not mm. loads of them. But yeah. I still love that team to a large extent because they, on the day, they could play, but their day was sadly not that often. But they tried in every game. You mean know, they really, really went for it? Anyway, ramming a bit. Macross going goal for me, mate. It's
2: yeah. gotta be. Yeah, Ludo, Ludo, Ludo. Uh, okay, Ludos in goal. Let's go. Let's go left back. I reckon I could probably guess you left back, but let's go left back.
1: Has anyone else chosen anyone other than Julian Dix?
2: Uh, if I told you Charlie Walsh did...
1: You are joking. Yeah. I haven't seen Charlie's one, actually. I've Charlie,
2: a lot. Charlie oh, Walsh oh. did. Uh, he... Um, yeah, we've actually... <laughs> well, it's a, it's a generational thing, isn't it, really? A lot of, a lot of old, experienced... Not older fans, experienced fans. Um, they picked oh. Frank Lampard Sr. Um, obviously, Julian comes up quite a lot. Yep. Yeah, Charlie picked um uh Rasvan Rat um, <laughs> because of the uh because of the christmas uh onesie picture with uh with Adrian um we've had uh, Phil Whelans, he picked um Vladimir Lebant because he didn't uh, for his team but yeah honestly yeah but Julian comes up across across the ones but yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. I, I i okay, I'll leave that. There was the lad who went to Liverpool I quite liked, but um for one season.
2: I've yeah. so. uh, okay. but anyway, yeah.
1: Uh, as Julian Dix did. But um but there you go. <laughs> um Julian Dix, uh for me, uh, look, I think full both sides, uh we'll get onto that right back in a moment. Yeah. Um has been a major bag that uh, we can say we had quite a lot of good goalkeepers, we've not had any fullbacks from, no. in my opinion, of no. quality since the two I'm going to put in here—one at left back, and one at right back. Um, Julian Dix, right? Everyone knows about the Terminator and the and, and and the hard tackling. I have watched Julian Dix run again from left back, right, dominate possession as a left back. I don't know of another left back ever. No that can do that I mean when I say you know like you've got that that player can get hold of midfield and run a game we can talk about great players from around the world that have done that in world cups in the premier league and whatever in days mm. of your, uh to, rocking could do it back in the day or do you know what i mean or you've got yep. blah, blah, blah. those great players who can do that, uh, and that like you know glenn odell would stand in the middle of the room and start spraying passes around and do all of that sort of stuff right Julian Dix did that at left back. He yeah. would just be flying passes all over the pitch. Just and you'd watch somebody get the ball, Martin Adam get the ball in midfield, turn around, pass sideways and backwards to Dix as an as an aggressive move. As as a forward, and Dix would just spray the pass, which Martin Adam can't see. Bless him. Julian yeah. makes he wasn't that sort of player and that's yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. I of mine and slagging him off. Cricket would want to kill me. I watched his show. His one of he's yours. Hilarious, he's good. hilarious. He was hilarious. So and, um, but, like, um, he could just dominate a game from left back. And yeah. I know he's predominantly known as, you know, Terminator and that aggressive tackle. And he did that as well. But I think people miss out on just what a quality player. I you agree. Mean, Dick? Blimey, what a player.
2: No I agree totally, and I think outside of West Ham that there's that assumption inside West Ham, we know how much of a great player he was, um, but yeah, and yeah he was he, he was he was you know he epitomized West and and what I liked about you G- and what, actually what I liked about that, that type of that era of players that played for West Ham is they were all proper relatable. Do you know what I mean It's like yeah. you could walk into the pu well, on Saturday you can you could walk into the pub and and, Julie, and and you wouldn't think twice of Julian if someone like Julian propping up the bar. Do you know what I mean? It's like we, actually you can't stand by the you not to stand by the bar now but before pre lockdown um yeah and and he was one of those players who just you know he turned up he had his sh- sh- yeah, socks around his ankles shirt untucked ripped his collar and had the hoot neck collar have a can of coke in the Mars bar and then go and play 90 minutes and as you said dominate the game and it was just
1: I tell, tell you what you (laughs) say. This is this weird Julian Dick story coming up. Um, I don't need to know this, but for I did 15 years as a stand-up comedian. Yeah, yeah, playing all over the country, a bit of telly, and all rest of it, right. So that's sort of my background. I'm done doing now, but that's what I was doing until quite recently, right. And I did a club comedy club a number of years ago uh, in a town called Essex called Withamhoe, and it was Withamhoe Football Club, right. And I get to this venue, and it was a lovely club, a lovely comedy club, lots of lovely people there. And the manager of Wytham Ho FC is stood at the bar, Julian Dick. Brilliant. I'm like, dude. That's <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm like, and it was just so sweet and nice. I mean, he didn't say for the show; he was there for something else. And you know what I mean? And you're yeah. like, oh my gosh. There's Julian Dix, just in jeans and a t shirt, you know, bubbling around and whatever. You, you, you look like yeah. what a nice guy, and you know, putting up with this idiot, like, God looks like a yeah. <laughs> like gay bouncer on the night. I think I did. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I, like, one was flouncing up to him going, oh my, Julian, do you know what, yeah. what I mean? And it's just like, what a star. Yeah. So, hats off, proper yeah. guy.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll put him in. Right, let's. let's. You, you you alluded to the right back. Let's go to the right back then, Mike. Who we got right back then, man? I
1: have a guess if I've picked just the Glasgow and Another one you've had on your show, uh, Tim Breaker. Lovely guy. Uh, the last decent right back we've had. Actually, Carl Jenkinson had that season when I, I enjoyed him playing for us, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, up and down that side, right back. Uh, I, I, I remember one, you my favourite. Go seeing Tim Breaker's story play very quickly. I remember going to at Palace, right? And the, the way end used to be exactly opposite where it is now when it was terracing time, yeah. And then White Palace, and Tim Breaker was actually playing in central defense because we had a load of injuries, and we had I might have been Kenny Brown just starting in in at right back right. And um Dan John Solarco playing for him. Do you remember John Solaco played for Palace? And we were all singing in the in the away end. If Solaco plays for England, so do I. I give me good, uh, it, but Solako is running a merry dance down that side
2: yeah,
1: and he keeps skilling our left back right back. He comes over like um Solako does. you see see Tim break up. I've had enough of this. comes out of his <laughs> position. Comes over to Solako. Solako goes to dance past him. The ball goes in row X Solako <laughs> is in row Z. behind it, right Ball player. And, and, and the ref just gives, because he's played the ball first, just gives a throw in, right? Yeah. It was almost like, got no, lad, this is how you do it.
2: Yeah, yeah, Right, yeah.
1: this is how you deal with it. Goes over, out of the way, boom. And that was the last we saw of John Slarker in that guy. He didn't go <laughs> off injured, he just <laughs> didn't try and run past <laughs> anyone after that. And and it's great. I mean, also, he just up and down that wing. He was a metronome. Yeah, he was. An attacking fullback before attacking fullbacks were a thing. Mm. And he uh, yeah, had one out of a shot. I remember being on the north bank, and some lad in the front row was knocked unconscious by <laughs> one of his shots, which just went wide <laughs> the poor lad in the mm-hmm. head. and yeah, first aid people dragging him out of the north bank. And uh shouldn't laugh at someone else's expense, but you were like, Cracky hit that shot, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, it?
2: exactly, and, yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: And, uh, but great play, great, great for all always seemed to be fit. It helped down central mm-hmm. strength when we had injuries there and just just was a good, regular, solid right back for us, yeah. you know?
2: Yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. He was, and he's a lovely guy as well. I mean, he's um he was one of those players that I, that was around the, the like 91, 92, that was when I was probably started properly going. And he was one of those players who I didn't appreciate at the time. Um, because he wasn't, I, I was raised to be young. So he wasn't the goalkeeper. He wasn't the the goal getter, or he wasn't, you know, he, he wasn't Clive Allen. He wasn't, you know, you know Kevin Keane. But um, going back and watching it, like you like you can do now, you, when we had time on our hands, um, he was a he was a player. And obviously, talking to everyone else with the ex players, you know, he was like the modern day professional. Now, you know, just yeah, complete good. machine, complete machine. But um, but I put Timmy B in.
1: And, and of- I think, right, I'd agree with that. I don't know if I fully really appreciated how good
2: he was then. No. Like, I knew he was good, but I don't didn't realize how good. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, no, I agree definitely. I mean, and I and I, and I said that to him in the interview. Look, I, I do yeah, like you give a shit, but I I didn't appreciate him, but now I do. You know, touch, so He was like, oh, fair enough. Uh, didn't know what to say to be honest. Right, okay, let's go centre then Mike. Who's your first centre off Then Um,
1: okay. Um I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'm gonna step out of that team for a minute. Go on, I'm, go I'm gonna go with someone I've not heard anyone saying. You know, I thought he was a very, very good and very classy centre half for us, and that's Matthew Upson.
2: My uh, uh, first he- time. I, I, always had carry on. I always get my, I uh, always have my spreadsheet open. I think that's the first time Matthew Upson's come up. I'll be but honest. He was, great. He he was
1: really good. I'm yes. always thinking best in that season when we finished seventh or so under Zola yep. like when he came in and that was a re- he would really dominate that defence mm. every time So someone attacked you simply him cleaning it up him in the air getting the ball away but also you could see the point when you're at the game obviously you you do a lot, you get a sense of the leaders after the pointing. Yeah. Like Decker does it a lot now, and they're talking to the other players. You can see him push up and whatever. Winston yeah. Reed was another really good defender of this who nearly went in as well. A player I really admired as a defender when he was fit and well. He was another good organiser that and of course Elvin Mine was as well. Not yes. neither of those have made it in, but I just thought like, I'm gonna pick Matthew Opson because I'm really enjoying it. and this is my team, right? Of exactly. team that has, I've enjoyed the most watching, not necessarily the best. You could probably say with a better centre i we've had good centre halves. We might have yeah. not had good fullbacks, we've had good centre halves over the years. But Matthew Watson, I really enjoyed him. I thought he's a classy center off for me. Do you know what I mean? Very, yeah. very classy. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, it's- He's one and the other one's going. I'll tell you that I remember watching us away at Arsenal back in the Highbury days. We're talking yeah. terracing, we're talking Highbury. And because the away end held about six people, it was tiny, wasn't it? <laughs> right. And I, I remember I couldn't get a ticket. So I'm on the north bank of Highbury. Uh, I'm in the wrong end. I'm in with the Gooners. And it was one of our relegation seats. <laughs> right. And I remember we won. We won 1 0. They were. All over us, but they couldn't score because Ian Wright, who was their talismanic striker, couldn't get the ball. The reason he couldn't get the ball is he was completely marked out the game by Steve Potts. Yeah. Steve Potts wouldn't then get a kick. it wasn't just man marking; he cut out the pass lane to him. He was quick enough to stay with him if he did get the ball and tackle him. His reading of what was going on—he'd clearly been told, "Keep right off the ball. That's yeah. your job. You mark right. You stop him getting the ball." And he did it immaculately. Yeah. Immaculately. And he was always a good player. And I really liked him. I knew he played fullback as well. But I really liked him as central to even though he wasn't the big burly type. No, no, really no,
2: you're right. The
1: game. And his pace was phenomenal. He was a player I really, really admired. I realised Steve Potts so he's the other one. If oh, I yeah, know yeah, yeah. he's someone else who's come up a lot. And that's, again, a player who I think at the time we probably didn't appreciate enough. But in retrospect, I think he's, he's, you realise how good, again, ahead of his time a bit, very much like, you could see him almost in a Pep Guardiola team, couldn't you, because he could pass and play Mm. as well, you could see him in that sort of passing, uh, ball plan defender role, which he kind of was, but that wasn't known then. You know what I mean? Defenders
2: with huge units, weren't they? You yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. No, totally. He shouldn't. Have, yeah, for someone so small, he shouldn't have been so good at centre back, really. But he yeah. read the game fantastically and he was deceptively quick as well. That's what. Um, oh, it might be Martin Allen, actually, when we were talking about him. Uh, deceptively quick, you know, as, as a centre back. Um, and I think, you know, with, with Timmy Breaker coming in, obviously, Potsey was at right back, really. And Timmy coming in made Potsy move into the centre backs. And that's what made it, I think. I think. Steve Potts is a, a West Ham legend. And he is, you know, yeah. obviously, you know, he's under-23s coach now, so he's still in the club. and
1: Which is great. I love that. Continue. Yeah, yeah. They've,
2: there's been a real push in the last season, I'd say, since Pellegrini left, even before, and like just starting to. Obviously, you've got Pottsy, you've got um, Colton, you've got um, Kaczewski, Zavon Aynes... Um, you know it's even even Nolan coming in back in you know it's like although not a West Ham boy so to speak you know massive fantastic was, captain for us
1: yeah an important player for us wasn't it Kevin Nolan mm. so yeah 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 um, incidentally <laughs> we scored in that game obviously to win it, it was it Mitchell Thomas turned up out of nowhere to plant a ridiculously <laughs> long shot in and we won 1-0 I remember being stood obviously I'm on my own no colours on because I'm in the way I'm in the home yes. end that's yeah. the way back and I remember I couldn't help it. I didn't share, I didn't do anything dark. I just went, yes! <laughs> and suddenly went, um, and do you know what happened? A 10 foot ring around me appeared. Everyone just moved away. Move away from the West Ham <laughs> I mean, I'm very tall, I'll give you that, but I'm clearly not in any way an aggressive person. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, they just moved away. Like, oh my God, it's one of them. And <laughs> right there was a bad plague. It was a 10-foot well I've <laughs> emptied. It's around on the packed North Bank. It was hilarious. Oh,
2: brilliant. I couldn't so believe brilliant.
1: we won that game. But I was down to even, oh, I think it was Mitchell Thomas scored the goal. Uh, it it will be remembered for that, obviously. No, Because I don't remember it. But <laughs> I just remember pots marking right out mm. the game. That's why we won. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, what yeah play.
2: totally. What, what a player. Right, actually, back five. Let's go midfield. Let's go, let's go left midfield then, Mike. Who would you have left midfield?
1: Right, uh, as I say, I've enjoyed watching this series Thank and you. it's been, um, and you know, some of them have been really living, especially the player ones, some of the fan ones as well, but I've only seen one, seen one person name this player and I might get in trouble for saying it, but it is the only choice and it's Dimitri Paye. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I know it went sour, but... He is the best player I've ever seen in a West Ham shirt. I, yeah,
2: <laughs> me too. Me too.
1: I mean, there's a close second who's also in this team, by the way. <laughs> but he is the best player I've ever seen wearing a kind shirt. That's last season at Upton Park. Well, I was fortunate enough to be there for that season, you know, and be, be mm. every game. Um, what a player. Mm. I mean... He was monstrously good. I, I, it was just, he was, well, world-class. He was a yeah, world-class player playing for West Ham. And, uh, you know, arguably we've had one other one, well, we, in my lifetime. We've had them in the past, Trevor Brooking and Devonshire, Bobby Moore, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, of course. You know, shout for those, and the Jeffers. But uh, in, in my era of going and watching West Ham, he's the one. So he has to be Dimitri Payet, and it's a shame what happened, happened, but we're we'll always of that season. And my lad, who's um, eight and a fanatical West Ham fan, it's a family curse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't have that handed to me, but he has. And he, he absolutely loves West Ham. And he will just sit there on YouTube watching that thing that West Ham put up with he, all his goals and assists and yeah, just yeah. going, how oh, good he? And I'm like, yeah, I, I was there. I saw yeah. this happen. I was right behind him when he scored that free kick against Palace. I watched that go, oh, it's over. What? Yeah. Do
2: you know what I mean? Is it, no,
1: you're right. Did, it was like it was CGI or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, How did you do that? It's just amazing. But just he would just dominate a game. Again, out on a left inside forward position, but just run the game mm. from that position. And like, like, you'd watch teams double up. No, no good. Because even if you did manage to quell him,
2: Give that Lanzini off the hook. <laughs> yeah. And he wasn't quick, was he? He wasn't a quick player. You know, he was a dumpy little bloke. You know, I can't speak myself. And, yeah, but he was a dumpy little bloke. But he just had this, like... He just, he was just incredible. And he was doing it from the, from day one, wasn't he? You know, most foreign players take a couple of games. Day one, the Arsenal game, he was doing the... you know, the, the He was.
1: He was, he was. He was. He was absolutely bossing it then. He had such a low center of gravity though. He's strong. He was, strong, yeah. even it was that yeah. quick. You just couldn't get him off the ball. He had to foul him, and that's quick. If you fouled him near the penalty, it's like giving us a penalty. Exactly, it? Yeah. it was ridiculous. So I mean, what a play! He Had to go in. So that's. that's yeah. No, he was, I
2: agree. No, um,
1: he, some people don't like him, but. I oh, will always love that season. I
2: think I think you get that. I think you get that with those players, don't you? You know, you get you, it, mercurial players. I mean, he he joined us in the same way that he left us. So, what do we expect? Onoutovich yeah. is the same, you know, and probably someone yeah. else is going to be in your team. We only signed him because he pushed over a referee. You yeah,
1: you guess mean? who the other
2: player is? Spoiler <laughs> alert! Spoiler alert! But I know Pyre, P- P- I always put Pyat. I always like rate Pyre as as the best technically best player I've ever seen. But he was the, that was the first song my daughter learned to sing oh,
1: she's fantastic. she's well,
2: she's just turned eight as well so um she must have always got three at the time and i've got a video recording of her singing that song and uh and that was like you know because it was a catchy song we that was a, i mean we 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 created that song and everyone else nicked it you know but it was a yeah, it was a great,
1: I did. Great it I is. did. Yes, yeah, Spurs especially. A good song, Mick Spurs. Yeah. But I, 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 but yeah, you're right. And that's a special memory. I'm, I'm pleased for you there because that's a lovely connection to the club for your daughter and for you as well, isn't it? That's lovely.
2: Oh, oh, I've got I've got loads. I've got loads. You know, my my daughter was due on the on the Blackpool um, playoff final, um, and I had a front row ticket. So obviously, I was at Wembley, and uh, <laughs> I was at Wembley uh, chaperoning. <laughs> Chaperoning right. bubbles the Bear around the stadium. Um, yeah, and, and and she was she was born a couple of days afterwards, and uh, I I've got a picture of her about two days old, sat in the playoff trophy. You know, <laughs> you know, like when they had that. You know, they had that sort of, those pictures of people in like lettuce leaves and stuff. The babies. My daughter was in the playoff trophy, so she was scarred <laughs> at a very early age. bless her. Anyway, let's go right midfield. Here <laughs> yeah, right midfield. Nice segue. Um, right, Mister. back in the days of
1: the North Bank Terrace, which looms large in yep, my life, the memory of West Ham, and, and by the way, I'm not anti-Olympic Stadium, I just know yeah, a lot of people really, I think the move was done badly and the rest of it, but there are good things about the Olympic yep. Stadium, I'm to that now, but I'm done with thinking I just live in the past. But back in the day, there was a ledge over to the, I think as you're looking at the pitch on the left, in front of where you'd get, get your bob and wagon wheel. Yeah. And there was a little ledge which hung over to the um, where the chicken run was, right? It just sort of to the side, we just took up that corner yeah. where you could see the going off by well and the other goal, And me and a lot of other people who became, we became friends, right? And they had... I've got quite surreal and surreal. If you've ever watched my show, Michael Mundy, you'll know, it's quite surreal and cerebral. And that is my genuine sense of humour. And I was fortunate to meet people who were on a similar wavelength, and we came up with some almighty weird songs. Yeah. And and nicknames for players. And this player had one of them. And we started naming uh, some of the players, nicknaming them after prominent London landmarks. So this player was Wandsworth Town Hall, because he was always hugging the right wing. (laughs) And uh, a bit of politics thrown in. And that is, of course, Kevin Keane. Yeah. Uh, Another one of your guests who I watched the show with him on, and just because one of my favourite West Ham players ever. Uh, He is one of you. We talked earlier about players who weren't appreciated at the time. Underlined five times, that guy was fast in a jar. Uh, he never left that. I did him up to occasionally tap in a rebound, but yeah. what a skillful He Was quick, uh, not blessed with dynamic pace, nice. but you know, um, but but was still alive. nimble. He beat players. He mm. could play a brilliant pass. He worked hard. He'd get back and support uh, his fullback. Was often him to break over and running down that side, wasn't it? And that was a good unit, you know. Yeah. And um, I always thought he was really underrated. I thought he was a better player yeah. than he was given credence for. So I'm going to go with Wandsworth Town Hall.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a lovely guy as well, absolutely. Yeah, he, wasn't, he came he across brilliant. so well on your show, oh, he's mate. lovely. I, honestly, he was such a nice guy. And 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 a, a total oxymoron to the... Uh, yeah, that's the right word. To his, his travel partner. So he used to travel in with Martin Allen. And like... <laughs> I said to him how the f could you like survive he went yeah i don't know i really don't know sometimes and it's like yeah and he, and then he was because like, he used to tell me where to go martin always used to tell me the directions and we'd driven it all the time I, said, I know, because when I lived in Martin Allen, he gave me the directions from, from Wolfram Abbey Turnoff. And I and I li- used to live in there, and I live in Ornchurch now. So I know exactly, I said, yeah, I know how to get to Chadwell Leaf Martin, from the right. M25. No, no, no. And then I went through Abridge, down, Dan- yeah, I know. <laughs> I used to live, my nan used to live in Dayton, but I used to live in Lown. And I go, right, and I go up to Rollerball, Bowl, Collie Martin, yeah, I do know. <laughs> Moby Dick pub, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> So <laughs> yeah, Keno was lovely, and he's again another another we've missed him. We talk about the West Ham boys in the, in the in the setup. Obviously, he's he's the under under 18s coach, isn't he as well? Um, yeah,
1: yeah, it's great to have him in there because yeah. he understands the club and he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, really does.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly, and he's done like every. Every position at the club, you know, coaching wise, obviously, coach, he was, a, he was a reserve team manager, assistant first team manager, caretaker manager, he'd done them all. It was really funny, and like, it was just he was a lovely guy, right? Okay, let's go into central midfield then, Mike. Who's your first central midfield player?
1: Okay, this is another one who's been you've had on and has yeah. been mentioned by a lot of people. I'm gonna keep this one brief because I want to talk about the other one. So oh, I bet might well be another first, right? Because remember, this is my favourite. Of course, players, it is. That that's I've the beauty of it. Yeah, watching West Ham. So I've gone for players that used to really excite me, that I loved watching. Yeah. So in Bishop's oh, absolute must be in there. You will never see a better passer of the ball from the deep position. Just in when he had Stuart Slater going down that down down yeah. the left. do You remember that he would play the ball into space for him. And Slater was on it. He just could find mm-hmm. him or he could find Trevor Morley uh, 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 just postage stamp pass. Yeah. You know, you call it Beckham-esque this day, though pre yeah, pretty yeah. Beckham in it really. But, you know, and what a player. Just a really, really, and he worked hard and he got up and down that he, pitch. But yeah, yeah. He, he was class-in-the-jar ball player. He had long hair like me at the time. <laughs> just loved him. Just thought he was he was the he was the biscuit, as we say, uh, the mustard. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was he was proper good. Yeah. So uh, Ian Bishop's won. Yeah. And the other one, look, I understand he right, wasn't with us for long, not because of his fall, but if there was a player that I've seen, especially one that's come come through with us, um that's really excite me, I have got to go with Jack Collison. Yeah. I thought Jack Collison was an absolutely world-class player in the making. He had, he was so skillful. Mm. He was such a good passer of the ball, such a good reader of the game, so good off the ball as well. You watch the little movements he'd make into space to make himself available. for all. He wanted the ball, knew what to do when he got the ball. He could beat a man as well. He could mm. do dribble, he could shoot. He, he was, he had it all, and I'm, I was there and yeah injury happened yeah and and he never came back from that i know he did technically i saw him weirdly i was again in the home and arsenal. this is a habit of mine when he he put us one nil up there we lost 5-1 but you could see the joys he ran off to see at the emirates and he ran off to yeah. celebrate uh, with the with the staff who were there the medical staff who were in the dugout you know and just sort of but it wasn't to be, was it do you know what i mean it was like yeah. uh, but for that, again, that season under Zola, my word, what a player we had coming through there. And it just excited me, excited me to see him play, excited me, admittedly, part of that's the potential, which never really happened.
2: No, and, and right. was
1: so sad. But he was really good even at that level. He was good enough to be in West Ham's first team in the Premier League, easily, yeah. and he would have got better. So yeah. I'm going with Jack Colson and Bishop in midfield. So. Yeah,
2: nice. Nice, yeah, and as you said, you know, uh, I mean, someone like Jack, yeah, yeah unfortunately, it's all to the case with West Ham, isn't it? It's always what could have been, and uh, but obviously, I always think, you know, the balls of the man, you know, obviously, when his dad died and then he was playing, you know, that was like, you know, it's like the 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 love of football, the love of the club that he'd still play in that game, despite the fact that it was, it was, you know, those always. You know, always always get a lump in my throat when think about that. Cause I think it's incredible. Um, okay, Jackson in. Bish Bosch is in. Oh, I love Bish Bosch. Uh, right, I love him. He's, he's brilliant. Honestly, I love him. He's such a nice guy. Honestly, he's like absolutely brilliant. We yeah, had such a laugh. Right, okay, let's go up front. Who we got up front then? Then Mike.
1: Well, I'm going to go there. Both of these are both pretty obvious, I'm afraid. But, uh, you've already alluded. Um, <laughs> the second best player I've ever seen, pushes uh a close. The best player I've seen in the grand Blue of West Ham is, of course, Paolo Di Canio. Yeah. Um, and every good West Ham team that I can remember has had a nutter.
2: Yeah, <laughs> We've all
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. had He's a Mad Dog, Paolo... And um, do you know what I mean? We were always best with someone slightly off, yeah. off off their rocker, but it's still really good at playing football. Do you know what I mean? And and uh, he was our talismanic nutter backslash genius. And there is a fine line, I often think mm. in And I've worked in you know, I've worked in the arts of all my life, you know, music yeah. instrument, and medium, whatever. And you see in those instances how, how fine that line is between mm. brilliant and lunatic, you, yeah, you, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, all the time, you know, and, um, and he was that, that, that wafer-thin wafer line between just being brilliant, and, and you're right, the only reason we got is he pushed the referee over when, when, <laughs> when Pam Sheffield Wednesday. I only remember when we signed him, and at the time, my girlfriend at the time, well, long, long ago, uh, was a, was from Sheffield, big Wednesday fan. and I and she was teasing me, and going, "You're going down." So no, you are. You haven't got anyone to score goals for you. Yeah. You've sold Paolo De Gennaro. Who's going to score your goals? And they went down, and we didn't. And I was right. <laughs> you know what I mean, but you're like <laughs> that was that was the you know their their loss. They wanted to react like that because of what mm-hmm. happened, rather than keep the classy player. Yeah, and I thought he was too volatile for him. Whatever, we'll have him because we have enough at West Ham. But also, what a player! He was so good, you mm. know, so good.
2: Yeah, no, he was, and that's why when I, I say Pyatt is is technically the best I've seen at West Ham, but I would say for me, De Can is the best player because you've got like it's almost like a, a pie chart. Technic, you've got technical ability, then you've got passion and charisma, which he had, and then you just had. Just entertainment value, and we want to be entertained. You know, we, we're not in it for the football, Mike, are we? Let's be perfectly honest. We wouldn't be West Ham fans. We just want to be entertained. Well, we fans. are in
1: it, the, we're not in it for the winning. That's not for the sure. winning.
2: But you know what I mean? And we just want to be entertained. And, and particularly that era, that was like a soap opera. It was like, it was almost like it was Dream Team on Sky One. You know, you'd have him on there, and oh, it was this bloke, Marco Boogers. Oh, yeah, he's off. Who's this guy? You know, it's like, it was like a crazy time. We've interviewed loads of people in that era. Um, and, and they, you know, even like some of the guys who were just not even breaking into the first team, but were like youth team players at the time. They were like, we don't know what was going on. You know, it was... Oh, cool. we,
1: were full, we were full of loonies, weren't they? Joey Beecham.
2: I oh, don't yeah. we play you?
1: In Oxford. It's Oxford. There are roads. It's not <laughs> like you moved from from Japan or something, is it? Oh, <laughs> <brilliant>. <laughs> what was going on there? You, you just you're right, it was so Godfrey and it was hilarious. I mean you, you just think, what is going on? But but he he was, he grew a love for the club. He did, he, yeah. We weren't he didn't income for our uses or anything like that, but at the end, we all now know that he's a proper. He is a hammer, and he's an yeah, honorary hammer. He's got a and tattoo, he, he you know. He loves
2: and- Exactly. Man's got a tattoo. West Ham with him, you know. What I mean, it's like you know, he's inked himself for us. You know, it's you know, for somebody who's not from round here, um, you know, he's yeah. yeah. But he's, he's brilliant. I love him. I love him. absolutely box office. I always tell the story like I think it was. Nicky Hawkins from West Ham Fan TV when I interviewed him he was saying we talked about Paolo and he, and he told me his story which I always tell everyone else because it's brilliant they were doing one of those fan Q&A things um, you know when that players turn up and stuff and it was Paolo and Nicky turned up you know shirt and trousers Paolo turns up as you can imagine Absolutely immaculate, you know Gucci everything, glasses, bronzed, you know. And Nicky just said to him, man, you look good, Paolo. He just turned around, pulled his collar up, and he went, "I always dress up for my family." Done. That's it. Might drop in it. Might drop. <laughs> Literally, I was crying my eyes out when he told me that. It was like so, like lovely. But you could just see him doing that. But uh, that's why we love him. That's why we love him. Right? Okay, Paolo's here. Who's, who's Paolo gonna partner? Then Mike. Who's the last piece of this mic pie?
1: I nearly, I nearly went with Trevor Morley. Right. Mm-hmm. He was a yard of pace short playing yeah. for England Trevor Morley. One of the yeah. most underrated strikes we ever had. I know everyone talks about his work ethic and the fact he put his body in line, but he's actually good as well. Mm-hmm. He was good. But if he had a yard of extra pace, he would have been absolute dynamite. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I'm not. I've gone with a slightly more obvious Dean Ashton. Because yeah. the last... Great, and for maybe is going to be the last great. Then a forward. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I'm hoping that after a season of bedding in, he it'll, it'll, it could come good though. I genuinely think it's, it's there. It's, the pieces are
2: there. Him. The pieces are there. That's the thing. That yeah. Southampton yeah. game was a yeah. blueprint. And, you know, he can't play on his own. He can't. And you saw the confidence when he had Antonio up front with him. There was the Rabonas. There was the flicks. There was the dropping off. It's the three. You've got it. It's Haller, Bowen and Antonio. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Anyway,
1: <laughs> yeah, and you're right, the pieces are there. And and he, if it he, he, takes players some players, so that yeah, is, you said, does. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan was gone straight away, he, yeah. was, he was in his own straight away. takes some players longer. I'd like to think this has been a betting in season, the, not just him, but we have worked out how to play him. You're right, Southampton right. absolutely bang on pieces are there. And I'm hoping that he's going to be the next really classy striker we've had who's going to score. Mm. Well, I don't think it's ideal like a 20 goal a season. Striker is old school. I just, and and you look who scores 20 goals a season, how much they cost. We're not, we can't afford them. No. So unless we do, we make one from the youth academy, which we could do yeah. if we're lucky, uh, you know, uh, a 12 to 15 goal season striker is a successful yep. striker for me. Yep. Especially if he's bringing no. other people in a game like Bone or Antonio, chip in with seven or eight, yeah, add yeah. them together, and you've suddenly got a lot of attacking returns. Exactly. And do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You, you, you're away. But this idea that we're going to get like a, um, you know the 20-goal striker without forking out literally 100 million, that's how much they cost now, sorry. Yeah. But that is what you have to play. So I've gone with Dean Ashton. He yep. was a really, really great player. I, I considered Sacco as well because I really liked him yeah. when he played. But he went mental and funny as well. But so <laughs> yeah, Dean Ashton, yeah, Carson and Jar Striker, both footed. He could play on the floor, he, could, he was good in the air. But the best thing about him, he was a really good poacher. He mm-hmm. would just, if it, the goalkeeper, yeah, like the FA Cup final was a great example, Goal, he's fluffed it. Ashton's right on it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right yeah. place, right time striker, wasn't he? As yeah. well as doing, he had the skill set, he had the physique, it was all there. And then Sean Wright Phillips
2: oh, goes. Do you know, I still don't like the match. I was watching something the other day. I think it was that Peter Crouch thing on Saturday night, and Sean Wright Phillips was there. And I just turned it off. And my wife went to me, What are you doing? And I was like, Oh, just Sean Wright Phillips. I just can't, can't stand the man. <laughs> it's so. Uh,
1: understandably, I mean, he's not even like got injured on the pitch, is it? Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like oh, at least Jack Collison was playing for us at the time. Do you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Uh, so yeah, another player of injury, but at least he was great for a season. You know what I mean? And and he, he he wanted to come and play for us. He was very good. He still sees himself, I think, as a as uh, someone who's associated with the club and is proud to be. D- D- Gio interviewed him yeah, for Bamishat. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a really enlightening interview. And he came across as a really nice guy in that yeah. as well, you know, just just like, uh, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm you know, a big, big fan of his. I thought he was a great player. Less hope, and Eclipse that, striker who do we have to a certain certain point do you know yeah. what I
2: mean? I mean i, 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 I mean he's French I mean you know, I'd take you know a, a Freddie Canute approach you know I mean I, I love Freddie Canute when he was at West Ham I, I'll take I'll take that you know if he could be Freddie Canute that's fine for me you know because I think he was brilliant as well but um... he was he was
1: he was he's not dissimilar to Canute as well if you think about the way you mm. that language kind of like approach to when he's not got the ball do you know what I mean yeah but, uh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah he was um, almost I mean I was thing about Canute he was almost too laid back for his own good wasn't he really I think he know, was that's, that's he, why he yeah. never made the upper echelons anyway <laughs> We're not, Canute's not in his team Ashton doesn't matter uh, right man it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you loved it loved it loved it loved it, loved it. thank you so much so my pleasure
1: thank yeah. you for having me on mate really appreciate Thanks. it oh, well, Ask viewers to check out my show, Mike on Monday, just type then to YouTube and you'll find it. And uh, also on Hammers Chat and it's on Monday, maybe I'll local Mike. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but thank you so much, Russ, for having me on. Really appreciate it. I will um distribute this in links to my show as <laughs> well.
2: Thank you, Mike, and obviously thank you to him for watching as well. Um you know just do, like, share, subscribe, obviously, like, share, subscribe. Hammers chat and hammer's chat forum. You know, we've you know, Gonzo did a lovely video about me on like last tuesday as well you know so we were uh, we always reciprocate each other's each others uh each other's channels uh, and until next time everyone uh, from me and mike take care everybody stay safe and we'll see you again very very soon see ya bye-bye
1: sports social podcast network with lucky landslides, you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom